Let's talk Visa. Let's talk some of the fintech stuff that kind of blew up today. Definitely an undersung story in the markets roll over this afternoon was the drag coming from Visa down 7%, which certainly stands out on the chart as we closed below 216 for the first time since April. Joining us, Trevor Williams, the equity research analyst at Jefferies. Trevor, thanks for being here this afternoon. Really interesting response here to the earnings. What should we make of the market's reaction? Yeah, I mean, I'd say for the most part, the quarters themselves were largely as expected. I mean, we had modest revenue upside. It, it visa most of the EPS beat came from uh, better expenses and really a lower tax rate. But really, where the market's been more keyed on is the the fourth quarter um, and full year outlook. So for Visa, they're on a September fiscal year end, so they provided the first look at what fiscal twenty two is gonna look like for them and implied in the revenue and OPEX guidance that they provided, um, basically guided EPS below the street by about mm. three or 4%. So what you're seeing in the stocks really is just a reaction to the estimate revisions, which ultimately we think they've set a very conservative baseline for all of 2022 with the set of assumptions they've got built in. Um, but we think you know stocks generally follow the path of consensus estimates. Numbers were down about three or 4%. Mm. overnight. So we, that explains a lot of the weakness today. Now, uh, they boosted the dividends. So it seems that they're not too concerned about the cash flow or the profitability. Is that an interesting thing to do at a time where you're revising your uh, earnings expectations and profitability a bit lower? Well, I, I mean, for Visa is still highly profitable, even during the pandemic. I mean, they're still running EBIT margins that are above 60%. So these wow. are still highly profitable, highly cash generative businesses and the dividend increases are really just more of a natural course of business for them. It's a part of the capital allocation um, strategy in addition to consistently buying back about 2% of their shares outstanding um, every year. So I, I think of that as really more of a non-event. It's a regular course of business. Hmm. They're still highly profitable, highly cash generative. Nothing's changed on that front. It, it's really just more kind of on the margin where uh, ultimately fiscal year 22 EPS shakes out. That, that's really driving the story today. Man, the market is certainly not treating it as a non-event uh, for technical watchers. I mean, a lot of things are on the verge of getting violated technically support at 220 bucks that we just ripped through. Even if that's not your cup of tea, the context there is important as we're trading down the lowest since April. Trevor, what about this story that the Justice Department is probing their relationship with fintech firms? I mean, that kind of seems like a little bit of a uh, of a shock uh, potential. Uh, what's going on here? So uh, the news that came out this afternoon, it, yeah. it's more incremental in terms of what the scope of an already existing investigation that the DOJ has launched into Visa and their U.S. debit, mm. bez, US debit business in particular. So this is just giving a little bit more color um, as to what some of the crux and focus of the investigation maybe. But again, regulatory oversight is really nothing new for Visa or MasterCard, especially in the US. They've been under constant regulatory scrutiny for the better part of the last 10 years. Um, and so the news that came out today, we, we think it, it, at least uh, based on the reporting in the Wall Street Journal, it's largely centered around their incentive payments that they provide mm -hmm. others in the ecosystem really to try to drive more volume 
over their networks, which ultimately we don't view as kind of anti-competitive practice. Is this like paying for volume basically to a certain extent? What happens if there's any forced changes? How important are those fees? Uh, I mean, that's kind of like uh, uh, to some extent the bread and butter here, right? Well, I'd say that the revenue, the, the model for Visa is really not at risk. If anything, I mean, they are providing volume-based discounts essentially to other major players in the ecosystem, which mm -hmm. we believe is really pro-competitive. So you think they'd Visa still get that, that volume seeing, if they uh, had to charge higher prices? It, look, it's still way too early to try to comment on e even really what exactly the um, I think that they're just trying to, to make sure that there's not anything that's anti-competitive. And so with what we know about how Visa's model operates, I mean, we're highly doubtful um, mm. that there's any kind of significant change that they're forced to undergo. So MasterCard down 6%. We haven't heard from them yet on earnings. Uh, so MasterCard, we can't say down today because of MasterCard earnings, right? We're going to get those uh, tomorrow in the morning. Uh, does that point to uh, potentially a, a regulatory pressure here? It's just, or is, my, or is it MasterCard just so similar to Visa that Visa's report is MasterCard's report? Yeah, I mean, there are some differences in terms of geographic exposure, their mix of credit versus debit volumes. But no, I mean, largely their trends in the major geographies are gonna mirror one another. So tomorrow we're expecting few surprises uh, in, in MasterCard's numbers. I mean, one slight difference just in, in terms of the setup, the MasterCard revenue guidance for the third quarter we thought was just a little bit more aggressive than what Visa had embedded in their estimates. So it, there's probably less room for a top line beat in, in the third quarter results. Okay. And then I, I think the market's already looking forward towards what the Q4 outlook will be for MasterCard. From Visa, we got to look at what uh, the first part of October was on all of their major KPIs, which basically showed stability relative uh, to trends in huh. September. And so we, we think if anything, the market is just putting a little bit of, um, is just getting ahead of what could potentially be some risk to 4Q numbers. Okay. Uh, Trevor, thanks for being here uh, and thanks for uh, thinking out loud with us on the regulatory side. I know the uh, story here uh, is still kind of early in the going, so we appreciate you walking it through it with us. You bet. Yeah, All right. Happy to do it. Yes, sir. Trevor Williams, Equity Research Analyst at Jeffrey.